In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This past week, I was at St. Paul's in Lakeview. We were preparing for the ordination um, of three women uh, to the deacon, to the diaconate. And I was meeting with Rob Courtney and Liz Embler-Beasley. And Liz is the mom of about, I guess Liam is about six months old now. So we were sitting in the church, and he's in school there, and we're, we're just talking and his class of all the babies were kind of on a stroll, you know, through the building. And they were, you know, they were talking, they were yapping, and they were crying and all of that. And now we couldn't see them. We could just hear them. And Liz's head popped up, and she said, well, there's Liam. And I said, you've got it. You've got that mama thing. I can tell you that I, there could be a room of 400 screaming children, and I could know, a parent can know the sound of their child's voice. And he was crying, and she said, well, I know it's him because he hiccups when he cries. <laughs> it was a wonderful moment to see this new mom, you know, have this mom moment with her. So if we backtrack a little bit to the readings of last Sunday, when the Annunciation of Mary I have to tell you something that I've been thinking a lot about over this past two weeks, was that in the past, I think I've always thought, you know, she must have been terrified. What, what must she have thought? I've always gone at the Annunciation from that perspective. But this year, I started to think, how was it that she knew the angel's voice? The scriptures don't tell us that she then stopped the angel and say, who are you? Or what are you doing here? And she doesn't even really describe that she's afraid. Something about the angel's voice was familiar to her. So the only thing I can imagine is that she had been practicing listening to God her whole life. Not a very long life at that point, but she had been practicing hearing God's voice throughout her life so that when the voice of the angels came to her, she knew it and she could hear it. And she said to that angel, as we know, let it be with me according to thy word. A lifetime of listening. So in a time right now where the world feels like it is filled with lots of noise, but yet it's oddly silent, do you ever have that feeling? It just seems like there's so much noise, but it's oddly silent. I mean, we're all kind of like carefully singing our Christmas hymns under our mask. I listened to the, um, the wonderful uh, lessons and carols of King's College today. It was just extraordinary just to hear voices again. So, and this is what we're thinking about. If we're really trying to find and listen for the voice of God in the midst of everything else, I think we have to pull in a little closer. We have to listen to the message of the angels today. And it's not loud or boisterous in any way. It may even be much like a whisper, as Mary may have responded to the angel Gabriel. 
These words that we've just heard, that, that Deacon Michael just read, are so familiar to us. You know, we've, we've heard them over and over and over again. I can tell you all that as a kid, I always would giggle at that part where Mary and Joseph and the child were lying in the manger. I always had this image that Mary and Joseph and the child were all piled up in the manger. So these words are so familiar to us. But without so many of the other distractions of the season, what is it that we need to hear in them? What is it that we need to hear brand new? What does it say to you this holy night? What does it say to all of us? I think it tells us that life at times can be both terrifying and wonderful all at the same time. That, that peace is possible to us even when we don't see the path ahead of us. The path is unclear or unsteady beneath our feet. Or even that it makes a whole lot of sense all the time. Certainly it doesn't feel right now like it makes a whole lot of sense. But then again, think about the shepherds. We talked about Mary. Think about the shepherds. So they're on the hillside and they are so accustomed to knowing the voice of and the, the sounds of their sheep. They know them each individually. They know when one is in distress. They know what the sounds of that, of that night sounds like. And then, all of a sudden, as the scripture tells us, the heavens open up and they hear the voices of the angels and they're terrified. But then, they don't stay that way. They step into their role to be, be, become the first proclaimers of Jesus' birth. As the Gospel of John tells us, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, Jesus says, and they follow me. There is a deep trust in listening to that voice. I think, too, that we long for mountaintop grace. This year might be a little bit more of valley grace rather than mountaintop grace, but it's grace all the same, and maybe even more so, because I know I appreciate it, maybe even more than I ever have. And the great irony of this is that the Savior of the world comes tonight to us in the most vulnerable of ways. However, his mother and his father and the shepherds and all of those who surround him they are emblematic of the care that surrounds each one of us when we're feeling the most vulnerable, when we're feeling like the world is coming at us. So we may not be at the mountaintop. We may not be able to see quite as clearly, but there's a whole lot to be learned in the valleys, in the valleys of grace. I love Wendell Berry, and I've read several of his novels, and I love his poetry. And this particular poem was sent to me this week, and I want to share it with you because I think it speaks so clearly to this. He says, when I despair for the world, when despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the middle of the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's life may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. 
I come into the presence of the still water, and I feel above me the day flying stars waiting for their light. For a while I rest in the grace of the world, and I am free. So on this Christmas Eve, let us listen with new ears. Let us listen in new ways to the voice of the angel who came to Mary. Let us listen to the angels who appeared in the heavens and sung to the shepherds. Let us listen, too, for the ways in which God speaks to us in unexpected ways, the ways that we don't see unless we get silent and still. And what I know is that for so many of us, the sounds of our homes are not going to sound the same this year. They might be much, much more quiet, especially for those who are joining with us online this evening. But may this night be a reminder that despite the stillness, or maybe even through the stillness, that God's voice is wrapped in love. And that is a voice that we can all hear. Merry Christmas. Amen.